the word saying that it's almost better for you to be naked than unarmed. Howdy, folks. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Alfonso Rich with my buddy Bill Whittle. And uh, as Bill says, you know the drill. We're here to uh, declare what actual virtue is and what to base it on and not have virtue be uh, dictated to us by perverts or just <laughs> anything else that, you know, it's like, well, what what foundation are you guys basing this virtue? I don't, it doesn't matter who it is, you know, even if they're well-adjusted people. It's like, I'm, I still want to know what are you basing this virtue on? Right. Um, now, that brings me to I'm, I've been seeing in, in light of the tragedies of uh, uh, school shootings. It seems that uh, a response to that uh, and coming from conservatives is that the teachers need to be armed. We need to arm the teachers. Uh, we want carrying teachers. We want the schools to have cameras and, uh, you know, armed security, armed teachers, cameras, uh, you know, bell rings, you go from class to class. I don't know. Start, school's starting to sound like prison. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if, if students are being conditioned to be able to get out and contribute to society. It looks like students are being trained to go to jail. Uh, but I mean, if, if this is where, what, what, what this is leading towards, um, I have, as it, I hope folks can understand because I know this may sit out with some red flags, interesting choice of words with some of our viewers may think that uh, I have uh, reservations about uh, gun ownership and application and and uh, the Second Amendment. It's like, no, I'm none of these things. Uh, I, I am definitely a proponent of our Second Amendment rights, your right to keep and bear arms uh, and applying them. Uh, but uh, this right here, is this a emotional response or is a response out of um, it's 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 one thing to have a righteous anger, but is this anger? Is this fear? Is this emotion? Or is it being driven by to have teachers? Uh, and I have I have more to say about this, but you know I just kind of wanted to set the stage for you, Bill. Just you know to to so folks can hear your thoughts on this. But this is this seems to be something that I've been hearing for a little while, and I'm hearing it more. Is that the teachers need to be armed, and these measures that need to be taken in the schools to prevent um, shootings. Well, different occupations draw people with different aptitudes. Uh, the kind of person who wants to become a, a, an engineer is very different than the kind of person who wants to become a singer. Their personalities uh, lead them towards occupations that feel comfortable for them. If you'd ask me if I thought we should arm pilots, I would say absolutely yes. If you ask me if we should arm teachers, I would say I don't think that's going to work. Because of the different qualities that the people involved that are drawn to those two professions have. Pilots are extremely disciplined. They're, they're, um, they deal with risk management on a daily basis. Their situational awareness has to be high. They're making life and death decisions on a minute by minute basis. And arming pilots, I think, I, 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 can, I can't off the top of my head think of a profession other than law enforcement, you know, that, that would handle being armed better than, than pilots. And I'm having a hard time thinking of one that would be worse than teachers. Actors would be worse, uh, much worse. Um, but generally speaking, I think it's unreasonable to expect the, the people who, who choose uh, teaching as a profession to expect those people to be the kind of people who are 
capable of defending themselves. I just, it just doesn't seem like a good fit. I think the larger point here is this idea of arming teachers and armed security at schools, which I am in favor of, although we found out from Uvalde that the, that the guy with the badge is not the question. The, the, the question is, you know, it's not a question of do you have a gun on campus, do you have any courage on campus? But I think the larger issue is all of these things are just Band-Aids. We're just treating a disease. We're, we're treating the disease as if it's a, a chronic disease, like it's arthritis. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can give you this medication or we can do this or we can, you know, make things easier for you, but can't cure it, can't make it go away. And I think the problem with going down the, 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 um, the, the sort of the Band-Aid path is that it prevents us from taking a look at what's really the problem. And if we were to stop thinking about what the best Band-Aids are to prevent this and start thinking about, well, what's causing this, we would get much closer to curing this social disease. And this social disease is brought about by a number of things, and we all know what they are. They're the, brought about by the destruction of the family. They're brought about by the absence of fathers in homes. Whether they're physically present or not, they're certainly not emotionally present. I remember when the, this whole thing started with Columbine and one of the sets of the parents said, we had no idea what they were doing down in the basement. It tells me quite a bit about what kind of parents they've got. The, 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 there's no Religion is not what it used to be. Uh, church, spiritual support, just general wholesomeness and cleanliness, you know. The idea in a healthy society that people would be proud of being Satanists is, I mean, it's just, every time I see it, I just, I'm just waiting for the thunderbolt, you know. Mm. I see these, oh, I'm a Satanist, you know, and Satan is this, Satan is that, and Satan is, Satan's a swell guy. You're talking about the Prince of Lies. Are you, I mean, really. But my whole point is that, is that all of this stuff has to do with the lack of fundamental virtue, the, 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 the fibers in the tapestry. Uh, are unraveling and everybody knows it. One of the reasons we do this show is to is to help stop the unraveling and also to to make sure that at least the little part of the tapestry we're in, you know, doesn't go through this. But but clearly, the narcissism of of the age, you know, the, I'm going to be famous even if it's for 15 minutes kind of thing. We already have seen murders that were committed so that somebody could get views on a video. You know, these are signs of a very, very deep sickness, very deep. And when you look at most of these shooters, virtually all of them, in my experience, they have already lionized and deified previous shooters. Mm. That's, that's, they, they spend a lot of attention and detail on each one of these guys and trying to figure out what they did wrong so that they can get a higher score. Mm. And so we know how to solve this problem, at least we know how to solve it as a remedy, not as a cure. We know what medicine to use, and that is never show their face, never give a body count, never do all these things. All the things that the networks immediately go and do. It's it's now it's a it's it's you know if you're a suicidal kid, if you're a disturbed kid, you could kill yourself, or you could kill yourself and kill sixty people too, and then you're in the record books, and everybody knows your name, and your pictures on TV. You take that away, you take away a lot of motivation. Just to wrap this thought up about the shooters and stuff, though. The one thing that we can say with utter confidence, because there's no question about this, is that, is that the society's 
familiarity with guns has become less and less and less common. In the 50s and 60s, every high school had a shooting team. Every kid that I know of, every boy got a BB gun when they were kids. Most of them went on to pellet guns or 22s. Uh, we all played cowboys and Indians with with cap guns. We Guns were our toys, and, and most of us had dads who told us the difference between a toy gun and a real gun and made it crystal clear to me anyway what the consequences of fooling around with real guns w- was. And and so when when you hear the, the left constantly saying, we got to get rid of guns, we got to get rid of guns, got to get rid of guns, we have got rid of guns. You used to be able to walk into Sears and walk out of there with armfuls of rifles and as much ammunition as you could carry. No background checks, nothing. Guns were everywhere. Mass murders were nowhere. Now we have exactly the opposite dynamic going. So we know it's not that. It's a brilliant point, man, about, uh, um, you know, overall and uh, especially um, uh, the teachers, you know, not being wired. Uh, it's just it's just not it's not it's not something they're wired for, because I'm thinking, OK, in our school system, we have so many teachers who are advocating against guns. Uh, gun control and the, the status mindset that they're that they're teaching with. Um, I don't I don't understand how it's a, it's a good idea to arm it. I mean, I, not all teachers are that way. You know, uh, some teachers, I guess, would, would want the responsibility of doing it. But there's still going to be an environment where that kind of influence is in the school. I mean, the, the, the direction that the country is going in, where do we think these people are learning this from? This collectivist mindset, this entitlement mindset. Entitlement. Uh, yeah. I didn't get what I wanted, so I'm going to kill you all. Right, right, or or uh, is it, or at the or at least or maybe at best we're going to sue the public for what we want. You know, we're going to you know if we don't get it at the at the ballot box, you know, we're going to find a way to take it to court, and we're going to get what our, what we want no matter what, and we're going to take it from you. Um, that that's being promoted, that's being taught in school. So I don't, I, I hear you know a lot of conservatives like even during COVID, we need to get our kids back in school, but they were just calling those schools indoctrination, and rightly so. It's like, well, you know that these schools are indoctrination camps. Why do you want to send the kids back there? Why are you demanding to send them back there? Why do you want to arm these teachers? Why do you want to give these teachers who are brainwashing our kids? Why would you want to give the teachers guns? Why would you want to do that? Where do you think a lot of these kids are learning this stuff from in the first place? So, I mean, like I said, I I think these responses, I don't know if they're really well thought out. It doesn't really seem that they're being prayed about. It, It seems like we have more conservatives who have more faith and drive to get a gun in teacher's hands rather than that Bible. You know, it's like it used to be like, you know, like you said, you know, guns were like everywhere. But something else was everywhere. Also, it was the fear of God. That's and, it. You know, it's like it was like consequences. Look, there are consequences right. that will go that will go beyond your your death in, a, in your, you're going out in a blaze of glory. OK, well, that's going to last for an instant or two, but then you're going to have a long, long, long time to regret this. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, it, it, you know, it wasn't just, you know, fathers, but husbands, you know, husbands right. who, who um, you know, who, who handled the household and admitted. And, and, you know, there's a lot of dynamics, I think, you know, in the in the uh, in the past century uh, between, you know, wars that, you know, remove husbands from the home or or, or an opportunity to be a husband. Uh, things that the, the psychological effects that things may have. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that, you know, cause a husband to check out or, or you know, and and a lot of those things are engineered too. you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're engineered as well. But at, at any rate, a lot these things were in abundance where you if you did have, you know, you did have uh, husbands and fathers who were like, look, I got one. I got two things for you. I got a Bible and I got a belt. 
Hmm. You, if you want to play cops or robbers, you go ahead. And, 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 and like I said, Bill, you've got our culture has made people to where they're, you know, not afraid of all oh, the Bible. All oh, that's just a bunch of superstitious nonsense. And no, you're not allowed to spank your kid or else you go to jail. Yeah, that's right. 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 And, and what did the word of God say? Spare the rod and spoil the spoil a child. Let me make that easy for you. Don't look both ways before you cross the street and you'll get hit by a car. OK, this is it's a simple lesson. But they took that away. And, and now. Kids, you know, are growing up feeling entitled and feeling like, you know, I guess they're special and things like that. And, and yeah, we're all special, but not extra special the way that, you know, kids may tend to think. But, you know, these are things that they're being taught or brainwashed in. And I'm just like wondering, why would we want to, uh, you know, arm the teachers who are doing it? And, and especially since, is it just the guns that we're going to use to protect from a shooter? I mean, if you want, if you because we're saying, well, we need to see, see our kids... Stop being killed. I was like, okay, well, if you're really concerned about kids not being killed, why don't you take that gun right now and go stand in front of the abortion clinics? You know, it's a, because the doctor has a license to heal, but he's using that license to kill. And when he walks through those doors, a kid is going to die. So where are those guns to prevent that from happening? Now, one would say, well, Zoe, why don't you go do it? I'm not, a, I'm not the person who has all these faith in guns that these things are going to be solved that way. We've been trying to say for a long time, look, man, the country's being taken away from us and the guns ain't stopping it. I, there's, there's been another kind of warfare that has been waged Absolutely, against us. Absolutely, yes. And a it common is, theme of mine. Yes, and it is costing lives. It's costing people's jobs. It's costing people's property. It's costing their incomes. It's costing their families. It's costing lives as well. This is a whole nother insidious kind of war. And our guns hasn't necessarily been the answer for it. So I'm just wondering this response from conservatives, these, these things kind of give me pause. And am I, am I out of school here, man? Am I missing something? No, I think you're 100% right. And, and, and I think the reason conservatives are saying armed teachers is because they understand that, that a good guy with a gun can, is, is usually the only way you can stop a bad guy with a gun. And I, that's true. Uh, I don't think teachers, as a general rule, make good uh, good guys with guns, and it it ignores the larger issue of why are there suddenly so many bad guys with guns? That's really the problem, right? Let's go to the root of the problem. Um, one of it is, you know, this is this is the selfie generation, and I, I'm I'm certain, and my wife takes a fair amount of selfies, and and she certainly went on vacation. It, to me, there's a big difference between taking a picture of two of you at the Grand Canyon versus constantly this. You know, this, this, is, this is the generation's facial expression. And, and, that's, and that's how it goes. And the reason that's part of the equation is because everything is about self, right? My image, what's my image? I just took 19 selfies of myself. Which one do I want to post on Instagram? Or, or do I want to use one of these filters to make myself look better and so on? You may not think they're connected, but they are. Because what, what they're doing is they're, they're taking all of those brain cycles that individual people have, what are your random thoughts for the day? And all of them are coming down to me, my image, especially my image. How do I look? How do I look? Me, 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 me. It's, not, it's, it's, it's technological narcissism. And, and it's not the fault of, the, of the, the young people that are doing this. It's just happened. Um, the, the one quality that murderers have in common, virtually all of them, is no father figure, it goes further than that. They found that the one quantity 
or quality rather that uh, that there is essentially none of in prison and is essentially one of the most common uh, predictors of happiness and success. And that is how often do you have dinner with your family? You would think it would be, well, what's your race? Where were you born? What's your location? You know, how much education do you have? What's your, what's your starting IQ? All, all nope, nope. Uh, from all different races, all different religions, all different economic backgrounds, all different geographic backgrounds, you find that people who sit down and have dinner with their family, mom and dad and the kids, essentially have zero pathologies. And that's not a mystery, right? It's not a mystery. You know, if you've got your kid who's disturbed or something and you talk to that kid every night at dinner, you're going to figure out something's wrong and you're going to start to correct it before he's making pipe bombs, right? The only reason the kids get to the point where they're making pipe bombs and, and loading up on ammo in black cases is because, is because somebody has let it go that far. Mm. And, and ultimately, if you look at all of these uh, shooters, the one quality that they all seem to have is that they've been ignored. Obviously, they've been ignored. Nobody just becomes, you know, a, a mass murderer. They've all got a grudge. They've all got a chip. Then they, this is where the narcissism comes in. Somebody has done something to me or hasn't done something to me, and therefore I'm going to get even. Okay. But, but at no point in this, in this dynamic has anyone been able to intervene way, 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 way before it got to this. You know, there was a time when you could, you could say, you know, something what's bothering you, we'll go for a walk. And you sit there and walk with your dad and you tell him what's on your mind. And he'd tell you some things that might straighten you out, make you feel a little better. And you feel a little better. Okay. And, you know, and, and problem solved. But if you don't have a, a dad to take that walk with or a mom or whatever, or even good friends anymore, then it festers and it becomes an obsession. And, and we need to keep in mind what a microscopically small percentage of, of defective Americans there is. I mean, it's, if you look at the, if the population of the country, the number of mass shooters are 0.000001%, right? That's not a bad manufacturing record. But nevertheless, we didn't have that problem before. And, and you can simply look at what society was like when there was no mass shooting versus what it's like today. What changed? Well, social media, 24-hour news cycle, Internet's ability to broadcast scores and, and your desire to be seen, the narcissism, but mostly the breakdown of the family. And, and not just the breakdown of the family and the absence of fathers, but the, essentially the, the trivialization of masculinity in general, you know? Just the, 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 this desire to, to say it's toxic, right? It's a toxic thing. No, no, it's not. It's not toxic masculinity to say, what's the problem, son? Toxic masculinity is what happens when there's nobody to say, what's the problem, son? Indeed, man. And, and, you know, in this time that we're living in, we're seeing more of it. You know, the word talks about how, you know, there's going to be people who are just lovers of themselves. They'll be um, loveless to, towards others and be vain and all these things. Now, one could say that, well, that's always been. You know, you've always had spoiled, rotten kids and, you know, kids that feel like they could do whatever they want. They didn't murder people. That and, and, and nowadays, Bill, they're empowered to be that way. That's mm -hmm. the difference. We're, we've made it an institution now. It used to be something that was frowned upon. But now kids are made out to be an idol. They're idolized. And, and kids can be shaped 
into whichever. Oh, my, my, my kid was born a boy. Well, let's go ahead and take these puberty blockers and I will, and I will change you into a girl. Right. Yeah, so, so you have this idolization of, of these parents with the kid, and these kids can get away with anything. And it definitely doesn't honor, you know, the father and mother because the, how, how can it? The, the, the father and mother or even their lack thereof didn't demonstrate honor to their kid in the first place. You know, and now this kid's going to grow up to be an abomination, basically something that nature did not intend. And, and doing that, how do you actually how, how what, what's going to happen is, you know, folks like me and you, this is like, dude, um, the, the parents dropped the ball here and they set their kid up to not bring honor to their family. That's what it really is to honor your father and mother. Is to, is to be the kind of person, even if they've met, even if they've never met your parents, they should see by your countenance, like, man, your parents must have raised, you must have had some awesome parents. Your, your parents could have been crackheads, right? But by your behavior, they should think that your parents were just stellar. 100%. Right. And you've, and you've said this so many times. It's mm. not about the example of a good father. It's about the example of a good husband. Mm. And, and I think that's a profound point, right? When you have a healthy home like that, that's not to say there's not arguments or yelling and screaming. I'm not an idiot, you know. Sure. But 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 when you have a healthy home and a father who respects the mother and vice versa, you have set up acceptable. It's not even that you've set up accept, acceptable standards. You have basically introduced to the children, this is the world. This is what the world looks like in here where you spend most of your time as a kid, right? Our world is a world of respect and love and 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 discipline when it's necessary, and and never uh, reveling in hurting people, and and it's an honest world, and and we keep our word here, and and if we make a mistake, we we try to make it better, we try to atone for it. This is the atmosphere that these kids used to grow up in, all of them, pretty much all of them. And when when you change that atmosphere, when you change the gases that that surround these kids when they're growing up, it's not going to be a big surprise if they turn out differently, and they turn out worse and there's no question about it. And it's not their fault. Although certainly by the time you get to the point when somebody's pointing, pointing a weapon at another person pulls the trigger. Yes. It doesn't matter what your, most of them have horrific stories and that's tragic, but ultimately somebody's making a decision. I'm not trying to say that they're, that they're not responsible for it, but I am saying that the, that the, the qualities that used to be nurtured are not nurtured anymore. And what is being nurtured now are qualities that lead to this kind of thing. And that the school shooting is just the most uh, visible and painful uh, expression of symptoms mm -hmm. for a much larger disease. And it's about time we started looking about how to cure the disease rather than how to mitigate the, the symptoms. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, you know, the thing is, the Lord himself, being Rabboni, Rabbi, he's a teacher, and his disciples were armed. And the Lord was actually big on making sure. I mean, matter of fact, he was like, hey, you know, the, the word says, sell your cloak and buy a sword. That's basically the word saying that it's almost better for you to be naked than unarmed. All right. <laughs> so it's, I want I want you to be strapped. Um, so, you know, the disciples, you know, they're going around even up until the time that they arrested Jesus. Hey, and they're his students. They're his disciples. They're armed um, and could get down with with a knife. So but the thing is, the Lord, even though he wants you armed, 
And that, that translates into firearms as well. But them, them guns need to be loaded with the gospel as well. Um, when he's telling you to buy a sword and, and make sure that, you, that you're armed, make sure that you're still armed with the truth. If you're in a classroom, if you're a teacher, your student shouldn't just know that you're armed. You know, your students should also know that you're armed with the truth, that you're armed with the gospel. They shouldn't fear the gun that you have. They should know that you're a God fearing teacher because, you know, these these are the things that the teacher needs to be. You got to have some sort of foundation to base any sort of morality on. And this is something that the students should know about. And that's something that they really should learn. As the word says, do not provoke your children to wrath, but raise them up in the instruction of the Lord. So, but these things aren't really taught anymore. And they're, 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 they're being seen as archaic or, or and, primitive. It, and now we're seeing the consequences. And we're seeing the consequences of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So folks, you know, let us know what you think, you know, which we know that you will. Right. But yes, engage in the conversation, put it in there uh, because we, we got to do what we can. If we want to protect the children. You know, let's have that conversation. Let's talk about it. Uh, so engage uh, uh, in the post. Make sure you share this video. Uh, you know, work that like button, all that sort of stuff. Make sure you visit uh, BillWhittle.com and uh, show your support there. We hope that you find. We think you do. We think you know that these videos are worth supporting. So uh, thank you so much, guys. For Bill Whittle, I'm Alfonso Rachel. This has been The Virtue Signal.